Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Addie. And you are listening to the Speaking English podcast, the place to be for anyone who wants to watch more movies or read more books but doesn't quite know where to start. Uh, this is episode 113. Well, um, and uh, we this we watched last year at Marion Bath for today's episode. It's a it's a regular movie watching episode that we do quite often, but we also do lots of other stuff too. Yeah, and also this was not a regular movie. <laughs> to be it's clear, not <laughs> it's not so a regular movie episode. It's a regular movie episode. Yeah, yeah. regular movie episode about a, a weird weird. <laughs> <laughs> a not so regular movie so we'll get into that in a second but before that how has your week been how has your last two days been it's been two days, since last two days our last have, yeah yeah it's only been two days and they have been very tiring for me which is why i'm laying in my bed mm. um i got home from dc and then i had to just like catch up on so much work stuff for the past uh, couple of days two three days and um uh, yeah. making me like really anxious like when i just have too much that i missed and like have to catch up on it overwhelms me and then i don't sleep well at all so it's just been like this weird uh blur of days <laughs> to me <I> see. <laughs> but i'm all just like i don't know it's just culminated in this like weird stressed out feeling that like just never ends Oh, no. So, but it's over now, pretty much. I mean, like I get to take a break for the weekend, so okay. I'll feel better soon. But yeah, it hasn't been a very fun couple days. What about for you? I gotcha. Uh, it hasn't been too bad for me, I guess. It's been weird because I haven't been at work, so I, I work like all the time. I mm-hmm. have Fridays off, mm-hmm. and then I also had yesterday off for the most part. Um, I just I wasn't scheduled, but I covered someone for just an hour or two because I couldn't make it. So it's been like a weird gap of time that I just like actually have free time and I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) I guess that's like the nice part about keeping busy is that you always have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So yesterday was like my catch up of like, man, I've been working so hard time to relax. And today was the day of not knowing what to do with myself, Yeah, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, yeah, there's there's like fun little projects that I went to start that I just didn't today. I was busy. I was trying to catch up on some reading. So I got some good reading done. I'm hoping to finish uh, one more, maybe two more books before our wrap up next week to talk about. So mm-hmm. I'll definitely get the first one done and we'll see if if uh, if it works out. But I'll read the other one too. But I'm excited to talk about those. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. Um, but in the hour or in the two hours that I actually was at work yesterday, I just smushed my finger real bad. And what? And, uh, I was dropping the ice cream in the Gia, which is like the display that the ice cream is in. Uh-huh. And I was doing it quickly or whatever. Like this has never happened before. But countless amount of time that I dropped ice cream in there. And then I just caught my finger between the board and the pan. And it, I don't know. It was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds really painful. But uh, I think it turned out okay. It's just weird because I got like a blood blistery thingy, which mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had before. And it oh, was, really? like, freaked me out at first because I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. But I think yeah. it's going to be fine now. <laughs> it's <just laughs> okay. bizarre things. It, was, it is. Yeah, those are really weird. 
and then like it hurt then and like i couldn't really feel my finger so i was like what's going on here <laughs> but i was like overreactions but uh it was a bit scary a bit eventful that's the most eventful. yeah yeah is. Um, and also watching this movie which we'll get to in a second actually because we did a mailbag again um, and this mailbag, we mixed it up a little bit and asked you guys a question that we answered two weeks ago, which was uh, a generally like pretty well-regarded movie um, that you don't like, but that, uh, that just doesn't do it for you, I guess would be a better way to put it. Um, we got a couple of responses. So the first one was, I don't like A Clockwork Orange. That movie was too freaky for me to ever watch again. <laughs> Have you seen A Clockwork Orange? No. Oh, I have. It's pretty freaky. It is pretty freaky and weird. <laughs> is it too freaky? To um, it, it has been a while since I've seen it, but I would watch it again. So, <laughs> so it, it wasn't too freaky for me, maybe. It was interesting. I feel like when I watched it, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Um, but maybe a rewatch would fix that. Now that I've seen a lot more movies, now that I have a degree, I've been making <laughs> this joke so many times lately since I've graduated. That's funny. Uh, I would really like to watch A Clockwork Orange. A handful of people have recommended it to me throughout my life. And for some reason, it's just one that I like never get around to. Let's watch it for the pod. Yeah. Because that would be one, based on what I remember from it, I'll have things to say about it. It'd be a good one for discussion, I think. Cool. Let's do it then. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Then this other response is any movie with Will Ferrell because I just don't like Will Ferrell. What the heck? My mom <laughs> doesn't like Will Ferrell either. This hurts me personally because Will Ferrell and I have the same birthday. So I like to ah. think this is, you know, soulmates of some sort. <laughs> I see. I have the same birthday as Will Smith, but I don't really like Will Smith that much. Mm-hmm. I also have the same birthday as Pedro Almodovar, though, and I like his movies. So Nice. I don't know anybody else who. It's just me and Will Smith. We're the only two people that were ever born on July 16th. Uh, you mean Will Ferrell? Yeah, me and Will Ferrell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too many Wills going on. Yeah. Um, I kind of, well, I don't completely agree. I don't mind Will Ferrell for the most part, but sometimes he's too, uh, he's too much. He, mm-hmm. He's, uh, I don't know. He's not very subtle. That's true. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes, and sometimes I love it. And sometimes I'm like, okay, buddy, calm down a bit over there. It's not all about you. <laughs> I haven't seen like all of his movies and I haven't seen any of them in recent years. So mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't feel the same anymore, but I always thought that he was super funny. I he loved Step Brothers when I was like mm-hmm. in middle and high school. I got you. And he is, he is a funny guy. I'm not going to argue with that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, there's our okay. Thanks for your submissions and Rune who answered. And uh, maybe we'll ask another question in the future. That's more fun. I, I like, like it. Your, yeah. 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 I and of fun. course, our normal mailbag, you can put in whatever you want. You can give us recommendations or that sort of stuff, suggestions as well. Anytime. Just send it our way. Thanks. And you can reach us there through, uh, through our Instagram. Speaking English pod with no spaces. <laughs> um, cool. So 
last year at Marion Bat. This is one that I had seen before previously and I wanted to rewatch it. And I thought that you should also watch it because <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, this came out in 1961, directed by Alan Renee. It's uh, it's quite an interesting one. It's very uh, disorienting. Yeah. And uh, one of a kind, very unique. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm looking at the letterbox now. The characters don't have names, but they're listed as funny things. <laughs> Delphine Serig is the brunette woman. Giorgio Albertazzi is the man with the Italian accent. And then Sasha Piatev is the other man with the lean face. (laughs) The man with the lean face is very accurate. He does have a lean face. Nice. How fun. What did you think about this one? Uh, It was, it was just so strange. (laughs) (laughs) It was such an experience. I really liked it because it was eerie and it was weird and it was really unique. Um, but I also like don't I don't know what to make of it at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I feel I'm feeling uh, confused and also impressed and intrigued. Mm. Nice, very good descriptions. Thank you. <laughs> I absolutely adore this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, very uh, impenetrable. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I love that about it because it's so much fun but in a scary way i don't know it's not scary but it's haunting is how i yeah. would describe it it's a it's a little bit unsettling um i think i think there's some clear uh influences here between stuff like the shining yeah for sure and also i noticed in this watch um i have i still haven't seen the witch but the two robert eggers movies that i have seen felt a lot like this in, in certain really? ways too yeah Ooh, i didn't pick up on that one especially the lighthouse mm, yeah I felt similar vibes that makes sense definitely the shining and have you seen um russian doll <laughs> that show with natasha leone it's so good I, i'm a really big fan of russian doll but yeah. i feel like russian doll was probably pretty heavily influenced by this one too um, it also felt very uh very twilight zone like the narration, the like voiceover mm-hmm. narrating, that was super Twilight Zone. Yeah, I think, well, and, and I think that's what's the coolest, like part of what like kind of creates the whole atmosphere of this one is the way that you never really know what the the voices, like who they are. Well, you know who they are because you can see the people when they're talking in person, but you don't know like the framework mm-hmm. that it's set up, um, which I think they play with in really fun ways, especially in the first scene of this. Um, oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about is that um, there's not really scenes in this movie. <laughs> like there yeah. is, there is. Um, I guess the way I describe it is that there are scenes, but there's also like little things that aren't quite scenes, and you don't know if you're in a scene <laughs> until a certain <laughs> point. You know, yeah. There's a handful of like actual scenes in this movie, um, but the way that those behave are indistinguishable from the little snippets that are also ever present in there. And I think that's what's really cool about it. A scene within a scene. It it keeps you on your toes. It really does. It was very uh, unpredictable. It's very like, never let them know your next move. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> which I really liked. Um, I think that that's really, it made it um, a much more like engaging watch than I kind of thought it was going to be at first, because mm. aside from that, it's kind of a slow pace and like extremely repetitive, especially like at the beginning with all those like panning like shots of the hotel that keep yeah. being, like the wooden carved frames or whatever he keeps saying. I was like, boy, oh boy, <laughs> this movie's going to feel so much longer than it is. But then it's it doesn't. Be a long because it, yeah, it almost, yeah. D- despite all of that like repetition, which does go on for the whole movie, it also just like keeps like folding in on itself a little bit and keeps uh, keeps surprising you. It was really just, I don't know how to put into words how odd watching this movie felt it was very much like being in some sort of like trance or in a dream i guess is probably the whole point very very mulholland drive (laughs) yeah i think it's an experience unto itself yeah i agree do you understand how i why i characterized it the way i did at the end of the last episode i said that i said that people i could conceivably see someone categorizing their life in the things that happened before they watched this movie. Yeah. Um, At least in the way that you think about kind of like art and that sort of stuff and like memories as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think this is really a very one of a kind, even setting apart from like things that it influenced that came later. Yeah. Because there's no character names. You just get, there's no like, um, semblance of like plot structure necessarily mm-hmm. um which like i almost respect it more for because they, something like mulholland drive is that like you start you think you know what you're watching but stuff feels off and then you find out that it's not at all what it's originally presents itself as yeah um but i think with this one it it never really reaches a point where you think you know what's going on that's that's very true and you never know like who's right or like whose memory is more or less accurate yeah. than other people's memories. Or even like exactly what's going on yeah. in that structure <laughs> as well. Yeah. So it makes it really interesting and, it, and kind of like challenging to watch, especially like if you're more used to, I mean, well, everyone's more used to <laughs> more conventional stuff. But like if you haven't, if you're like uh, resistant to it, it's like really challenging, I guess, but I think that that's its greatest benefit. And that's why I like it so much is because it really doesn't give you anything, but it like that to like firmly plant yourself in, but mm-hmm. like, it's all there. Like you could piece together any number of like things that support it, that art can be supported by what's presented. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, at no point can anyone ever say that, that's definitely right. Like, right. Can, like have a like a, a clear kind of like here's my evidence that yeah. that's what's yeah. going on, and I absolutely like, love that. I do too, but it's also so ambitious. Like, and I wonder at this point how many people have like pitched a movie like that, or or even like attempted it, and it just doesn't work out. Because <laughs> mm, yeah. I don't, you you still have to make the movie good enough. <laughs> entertaining and engaging enough or like have i don't know something to follow so that it's like worth over an hour of watch time you know and that that can't be that easy to do like i don't know as a person who knows nothing at all about like making a movie to me it's just sort of like 
how do you get people like behind such a vague story like that? Like, how do you do it so right? You know, it's yeah. got to be hard. Because I would say that this one does it. it yeah, it, it does. It succeeds. And it's so well shot, too. This is one of the prettiest. Movies. Yes. I don't know what it is about European black and white pictures at the turn of the 60s <laughs> but between this and like la dolce vita mm -hmm. and uh la note just these mm -hmm. like absolutely gorgeously shot like it's it's weird because nothing look like there's no other movies that i would that look like this specific i agree way that like these movies that all came out around the same time are yeah. shot and yeah. i don't know why that is at all or like how that is but i would like categorize this with with those um and i, I completely agree with that it is so me. distinct how do they do it i don't know i it's <laughs> like a I, I really don't know but i feel like part of it is like the style and the framing of the actors and actresses like mm. I don't know. The they're the looks of these people in these movies definitely contributes something to that for me. But this movie especially was so gorgeous because of like the architecture of the hotel yeah. and the way that it was all framed. It was so beautiful. But yeah. also the styles too. Even like the extremely weird hairdo of the main lady really really you did thought it was extremely weird i don't know it about was, extremely weird it was extremely funny. weird it was like she was like wearing a helmet of hair. i guess that's kind of fair <laughs> I like i noticed it but i didn't huh that's it that's funny <laughs> I, <laughs> that's not what caught my eye the most i guess that's funny her hair and her outfits always her really outfits are yeah out there yeah but they but they worked. They like to look so good yeah. in the dress. It all just works together. It's so like uh, yeah. it just feels so right, I guess. It does. It's just such a distinct and like cohesive style. Which yeah. I love. I also love the way that the the use of tableau in this movie I think is also like what added such an uncanny feeling to it. Mm. Because it's it's not like you're telling these people to like pretend that they're actually frozen. Like they're clearly like moving a little bit. They're just yeah. staying in place. And the way that they that they that's utilized to like play off of certain things is so cool to me. The way that uh, like people stand still and then like everyone's standing still and then one certain person will like start doing something yeah and then it just it moves like from shot to shot and there's different focuses and it's like so carefully composed mm -hmm. that makes you like say like there has to be some sort of point being made by this yeah like, what is it and then you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah every scene that did the like frozen people thing i just loved i thought that that was like so hypnotic almost and it's also something that I don't know where else I've really seen. I don't think I've seen that ever. It definitely made me feel like I was watching a Twilight Zone episode, but yeah. I don't think that the Twilight Zone has ever actually done that. So I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, I guess just going on to this kind of whole thing of like trying to like have an interpretation for this, for this movie, I think it's impossible to kind of like say, you know, like yeah, yeah, what is actually going on, but I wanted to kind of break down how the actual structure of the movie plays out. Okay. Because you're talking about the first scene 
and how it's like so repetitive. And this is something I didn't notice on my first watch. It was only like having seen the whole thing and then starting from the beginning again. That whole first sequence seems like seems to be what the people in the play that they're watching are saying. But the play also feels like the story that the movie is about to be because they're mm-hmm. framed in the same way. She's like dressed like wearing the same stuff. It's like set up the same way. Mm. Um, so that all is going on uh, in your ears, like on the soundtrack as all the shots are just like introducing you to like every corner of the hotel that we see later that the characters interact in, mm-hmm. but without any people. So it's like, it's an introduction to in like on the soundtrack to the, the emotions at play that the rest of the movie kind of portends with. Um, and then the visually you, you just kind of get like a really thorough, um, <laughs> showing of kind of like all the elements of the hotel mm-hmm. and then it moves into like it's revealed that there everyone's just watching the play and that's not necessarily what's going on and then it turns to other people that are staying in the hotel and you don't know what the primary like uh conflict is mm-hmm. yet because it jumps from people and it doesn't really put an importance on on uh, anything happening yet like you hear, you hear, um, like a man and a woman, like not wanting the the lady doesn't want to like be rid of the guy, like we're at arm's length or whatever. But then that's not anyone that we see. Well, we see them later, but it's not the people that we focus on later. You just see the woman, the brunette woman. That's her character's name. <laughs> uh, just like in the background, like listening, and then you hear someone else talking, and then it's. So, and it just goes around to all the people in the hotel and their own like problems. And then it focuses on the specifics of the, the central characters. And, mm-hmm. and so there's something to that that it feels like to me, the way that it's like slowly introduces what's actually going on. And then it's more, I don't want to even say conventional because it's not, there's nothing that's conventional about this movie at yeah. all. But, uh, but then you, you see that you, as the audience, you like actually recognize the conflict. You just don't know who's what, how much of what's going on is true from whatever. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I just thought that was really interesting because it seems that the last scene is in time when they're watching the play. I talked about the, the man with the lean face (laughs) went to watch the play when this is going Mm -hmm. on. And Mm -hmm. so considering that it seemed like from the very beginning, like the very first scene that the play was about their story, the man with the lean face is watching the play and seeing what's going on. And and after the curtain goes down, that's when he goes to find her. And it says um, that he would have, he would have had to have come to fetch her, like to take her back before the play ended. Mm -hmm. So there's like a whole weird thing there that it that feels like that this movie all happens at one specific moment in time, and mm-hmm. the rest is just kind of expanding outwards from it in uh, in a uh, like not definite or placeable yeah time yeah. outside of that. And I thought that was really cool, and I just wanted to make that point. And 
I feel like anyone listening who hasn't seen the movie will have no idea at all. I really like that you just like put that all into words because it felt like so much of the movie was like spent kind of like in memory and like in wondering how much these characters like know about each other and remember of each other and stuff. So the idea that like so much of it took place in this one instant and it's just sort of like, maybe it's all like in their minds. It's all what's being brought to mind based on like, I don't know, seeing this play or like whatever, like it's all just this memory that happened for each of them. Like instantaneously it's, it makes it like even more uh, confusing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's like, it's impossible to place. And it's not like I'm saying that that's exactly what's going on. It's just, right. I noticed that it seems like it begins and ends with the play. Um, this is something that I read in, uh, I took a summer class about like screenplay and like the traditional Hollywood screenplay. Um, and that you get the, like it thematically need the first scene and the last scene need to match up. Otherwise it's like, what's the point of the movie? Like it's, mm-hmm. you have to like have a central thing. And so like applying it that, to this one that's where i kind of like find the center of the story at is like revolving around kind of this idea of like the play and to me i didn't notice this the first time but it definitely feels that what's going on is the play the play is like a telling of the story that the movie's also presenting yeah which really kind of got to me because i i didn't remember that at least i don't know if i noticed it when i watched it for the first yeah time, but i was I don't know. It was just, it was very, uh, yeah. it felt very important, but, that is but so I think, interesting. yeah. And I think it, 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 it is really impossible to kind of explain everything that goes on, but at the same time, you definitely feel all the feelings. You just don't know which is exactly how it happened, mm-hmm. but you have a range that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's to its benefit because I think a movie that you don't know the answers to is one that I like. <laughs> I like that too, because I, I don't know, even if you go into it knowing that you're not going to get to have all the answers, it feels like your brain kind of just like can't help, but like try to make some sort of mm-hmm. connection or try to find some sort of pattern or to like relate it to things you've seen before or things you've experienced before, which is like maybe essentially what the characters in the movie are doing when they see this play, you know, and then they're the audience of the play and we're the audience of them, (laughs) but we're both having the same experience. It's crazy. It is. It's so meta. Mind bending. Um, But I mentioned that it reminded me of both the lighthouse and the North man. Because, and I think for me, it's it's the the, uh, the theme of like fate. Mm. Because at the end of the movie, they they leave, they mm-hmm. go off, and it seems like a foregone conclusion. And so it seems that like you know the whole time is like seemingly replaying events with different from different perspectives and like different things that may or may not have happened. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, there's like a sense of looking back on the whole event mm-hmm. like it, it it feels like the whole movie is looking backwards and not forwards at all that the forwards is either already happened or like a foregone conclusion anyways and so that reminded me of that so i think robert eggers <laughs> definitely watched this movie and liked it a lot i would believe that i definitely uh 
see the lighthouse comparison mm-hmm. a lot. Very yeah. similar. Like, I don't know. When you watch the lighthouse, you get the same sense of like what's ac- what actually happened <laughs> and what didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely felt that. I was like, this kind of reminds me of the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Also that it's in black and white and so meticulously yeah. like shot too. Yeah. Hmm. I definitely want to revisit this one. If we ever do another, um, like two episodes, the way that we did for playtime, you know, like uh-huh. we revisited playtime like a year later, I would really want it to be with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll watch this movie anytime because right. it's one that I don't, I, I'll, I mean, this is only the second time I've seen it, so I can't say too much, <laughs> but like, I'll always, I feel like I'll always want to just watch it because it's such a, like a, a fleeting experience of watching mm-hmm. this. Cause it's all about the, the specific emotions mm-hmm. um, that like, and it doesn't really feel real afterwards. Like even right, like I watched it this morning. Um, and even right now it's like, I, it, it there's just weird little details that I'm like, did that happen? Is this real? Is it? <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll rewatch this one anytime. Nice. Um, there's specific moments that really kind of like got me too. Mm. Um, just the way that it like cuts between things uh, was, I think shocking in some, in some places, every time that the lady like screams. Yeah. Um, it's it's really uh, spooky. <laughs> I agree, and I also liked how um, you could never predict like how many times things would be cut between. Mm-hmm. Like the, the amount of <laughs> like cutting between scenes varied pretty in- extremely. Like, and the, I don't know something about that really just like did it for me. Sometimes it would be like the exact same scene from a different angle, just a handful of times. Yeah. But then there's that one scene where. The guy is talking to her in the bar about how he remembers going into her room. And there's just like a like split second flash of her just standing in the room like over and over and over. Probably like 15 times. Yeah. Yeah. But then every time it cuts back. Yeah. It it cuts back to like a slightly different angle of them in the bar, too. Yeah. That was really like editing choices like that. I don't know. Just were so interesting. I agree. It really kind of just gets you into a very specific headspace. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's quite disorienting. Mm-hmm. Um, which I loved. I don't know. I, I, this is a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. Even the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. Like what? Is that? <laughs> um, and I have nothing bad to say about it. I think it is. I think looking because I've made a number of like project of my own projects since I've seen this, and I feel like it influenced me in, in a lot of ways too. Cool. <laughs> so that I didn't even realize, but this is I don't know. I adore this movie <laughs> so much. <laughs> and I'm glad it like held up on the rewatch too. I don't yeah. know why it wouldn't, but like because I've talked about this on the pod a number of times, I feel like um at certain points. I don't like have specifics. I can't point out to you guys at home any episodes to check, but uh, but I feel like I've definitely talked about it a lot, um, and I think it, it has a, made a, a, a big impact on me. So that's awesome. I really liked it too, even as somebody who knows like way less about 
movies and the movie structure and stuff. Um, but I think I would give it an eight out of 10, but I would probably put it higher with more watches, the more that I pick up and stuff, you know, I gotcha. I think I like this one better than shining for just to put it out there. Not I, (laughs) (laughs) this is more my speed. Nice. (laughs) because <laughs> it's just it's because it's not really scary it's just very uh haunting i don't know yeah yeah i agree there's a specific moment in this where the man with the lean face shoots the woman mm-hmm. and then it shades the whole thing in a different light of like is she dead is this guy right like and i think just like little moments like that that just the way that it's set up that just kind of like single shots or like just a sequence of three or four shots that can completely just throw the whole thing into a different kind of category, like just can sway everything presented. So like up to that point and afterwards into a different light is really impressive to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad we watched it. It was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I thought I, I figured that it was one that you should see. So I appreciate that so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, is there anything else to say that you want to say about it? I think that's about it. I have. I always have lots of stuff to say about this. <laughs> but, uh, I think I can. I all. Uh, I can be good stopping today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, for right now. Um. Yeah. Cool. What did it, well, actually? What did you think of like the people's performances in this one? Did you think the actors did a good job? Yeah, I really did. I don't. They they were really like a good part of um, the eeriness of it. I guess. Yeah. Like, I think for the most part, it was all very sort of like straight faced, like monotone sort of performances. But mm-hmm. I thought that that was like perfect for the setting and the tone and stuff. And then in the moments where like the girl is like more emotional and screams and stuff, it's like, it's that much more shocking. Yeah. Um, did you think the guy was creepy? This is actually something I was thinking about because I think that if you were, there's a certain points where, where um, he seems very sinister and others where uh, it's, it's like less so. So I don't know. Like, I think, I'm just like curious, I guess, watching it, did your opinion of the the main guy, the man with the Italian accent, that's, mm-hmm. what, it, that's what he's listed as. Um, I guess like, did you, uh, were you ever like creeped out by him? I like, just need this yes. poor woman alone. Yes. And then like, did that change? <laughs> and then if so, like, is there like a specific moment that changed that? Or... <laughs> Yeah, it did change. At the beginning of the movie, I didn't think that he was creepy at all. And I was kind of like, he's just, I don't know, he's just in love with this woman. And he, his memory is correct. I don't know why I just like jumped on that immediately. But I was like, clearly they have met before and she doesn't remember it. And he's just trying to like get her to remember this like feeling that they shared and try to help her essentially because it's weird that she doesn't remember any of this. And she's like Mm -hmm. trapped in this spooky hotel. And then the longer it went on, the and like the more that she was like really insisting that she didn't remember. And then there were many scenes of him sort of just appearing in her room freakily. Yeah. And he would just sort of like stand in the doorway and she would look scared. 
And then she she would kind of break down and be like, like, please leave me alone. And he wouldn't. And then it got to a scene where he's trying to explain to her one of the memories he has of them together. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, it wasn't like that. And then he's like, oh, my God, I don't remember. And then I was like, I don't like this man anymore. Yeah, <laughs> He's scary. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I was just kind of like noticing that this time around, like there's, yeah. there was a, a point where they're, where they're um, in the room together and then it cuts away and he says like, no, like, no, I didn't force it or anything. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> but then also I think like by the end, like after that point, the, the ambiguity of all these like s- shots of her where she's just really scared, you never know who she's looking at. Yeah. And I think that throws it into more ambiguity because there's there's two dudes in the movie that are like central that both really like her. Yeah. And so there's 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 implied some sort of trauma there that she Mm -hmm. like blocks out. Mm -hmm. But it's never made clear. And it just kind of leaves you in a in a space of like not knowing what to do because the way that you like piece together the information given can lend to, you know, a variety, uh, like I've, as I've been like saying this whole yeah. time, a variety of interpretations. So yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting, but yeah, I, I wanted to ask just because yeah, I think it, it, it kind of, it, it follows an arc, like the way the information is like presented and reviewed. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, yeah, the way that you said it kind of unfolded for you kind of was the same way for me. Mm-hmm. I just remember there was one part too where the guy is talking about the first night that they met and he's like you looked so scared and I like loved your fear and I don't know why <laughs> that I was like what a weird thing to say <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that the yeah that just kind of contributes to like something happened and maybe this man is actually like quite malicious mm-hmm. or just, like, that the woman is dead thing. Or that the woman is dead. And I think that's an interesting. In like purgatory or something, like can't move on from these like ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like uh, entertaining that interpretation because it the ending makes it really nebulous. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if, yeah. if that was the case, you know, what does it mean that he escapes with her mm-hmm. at the end of the movie? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. What, what a wild ride. There's the more you think about it, the more questions there are, and like the less totally. answers. So. Yeah, and I absolutely adore that. <laughs> yeah, I want. I just wanted to bring that up because yeah, that was, that was yeah, I'm glad you did. That's really interesting to hear about what you had to say about that one. Um, cool. Yeah, so that's last year at Marion Bath. It's available to watch on the Criterion Channel. Um, for anyone who wants to check it out, I would highly recommend it to to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not. Well, I, I mentioned last episode that I feel like it would be, it would be like eight and a half is for me if if it was the first art house movie I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that is the case. It might would be too weird as the first art house movie you see. Mm-hmm. I think eight and a half. Uh, I guess you haven't seen eight and a half, but uh, eight and a half is like the perfect amount of not knowing what's going on, but also still like making enough sense to like latch on to. Okay. Um, so I don't know if, but uh, if, if you've seen other 
just European artsy stuff from like the 60s. Then definitely watch this one because mm-hmm. it really goes off the deep end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So that's last year and then in bed. Yay. We have uh, May wrap up is next week, I think. Yep. Which will Exciting. be fun. I'm excited yeah. for it. Me too. I love the wrap ups. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we'll see. I don't have a book picked out yet. I was, I mean, it's only been a couple of days, but I was trying, I was looking around on the internet today, mm-hmm. but uh, by next week, I should have, okay. I think I'm going to run to the bookstore sometime this week and see cool. what seems cool. So I'm excited to hear what you come up with. Yeah. I, I think that'll be fun. And then, uh, yeah, after next week, we'll figure out, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So so that means all that is left to do for this week is to recommend an album. Do you have an album to recommend? Yeah, I'm going to recommend um, Kevin Morby's brand new album, which is called This Is a Photograph. I really am a big fan of Kevin Morby. Like everything he puts out, yeah. I really like. And he's Me too. putting out stuff really consistently. Yeah. He has a really nice, like soothing sound. And I would say, especially on this album, like it's just like a very gentle and peaceful album which I have just really been enjoying. My favorite song on it is Coat of Butterflies. Nice. Yeah. Was that was that the third new album that came out? That we- they all came out on Friday. Nice. I thought the third or like one of them was going to be the new Kendrick Lamar album. I know. I actually was thinking of, I don't know what day that that came out, but on that Friday, it was the, the same only day three I knew of oh. were the three that I've been talking about. And I didn't hear about Kendrick Lamar's new album until Saturday. Mm. And um, I actually haven't listened to it yet because I want to listen to it all in one go <laughs> and like uh, really soak okay. it in. Yeah. So I'm waiting for a good opportunity. Have you listened to it yet? I have. Yeah. A few times. Is it great? It's great. I'm excited. It's, it's a bit different, but, uh, it's great but yeah i haven't been like repeat playing it though because it's been so long since a kendrick album that i'm um, there's no rush i don't know i don't feel any yeah, for sure. but i've listened through it a couple of like two or three times so i really like it i am um, very excited to listen to it yeah that's not my album for this week though mine is called Electroshock Blues by Eels. I just bought this at this record store. I love a, Eels. As a CD to play in my car. Yeah. I don't know Eels too much apart from this album. So when I mm. saw this album there, I said, yeah, I'll get that for my car. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, this is like, I know like four or five songs. I've li- like listened to it since I've gotten it, but I know like I, I knew like three or four songs from this album. Mm. Yeah. And like no nothing else by Eels, <laughs> really. Yeah. So, like, Oh, they're so great. Um, yeah, this is, the, I think, I think it's just one guy, but his second oh, really? album. Um, so uh, a bit a bit early and uh, I don't know, it's pretty angsty. So yeah, <laughs> big fan, <laughs> big fan. But yeah, it's called the Electroshock Blues. Nice. And that's my album for this week. Great rec. Cool. All right. So that's all from us for this time around. Um, we got a, a, a two episode week this week. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, if you're just hearing this one, but you missed our most recent book club episode, listen to that too. We read uh, Never Let Me Go. And that was a fun episode too. So. It really was. So that was a good discussion. Yeah. So check that one out if you haven't listened to it yet. We're 
because I, I just wonder because i know when i listen to podcasts it's like i just go like the day that it comes out like that day i just go and, and listen to the new episodes so, yeah, actually i have two new episodes so. <laughs> so yeah check that out and then yeah we'll have the wrap up next week and uh, it'll be cool it'll be cool so yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, do great things this week. It'll be a good a good time. Thank you, everybody. Bye bye. Bye now.